Hello, and welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about networking and how we can build our network of coaches and people that we draw wisdom from. Because I know for me as a, as a coach and as a principal, just as a, a human being in general, it is important that we I have a network to draw from so that I can gain more wisdom and become a better version of myself. I can become a better leader. And that's what we're here for, right? To become a better leader, to become somebody that, oh man, continues to move forward and is not stuck in the past and can make wise decisions uh, in future in future events. Because I, I know for me, it's easy to look back and say, hey, I think we all do this. We can say, hey, it's I should have done this better in the past. I should have done that. But that's Monday morning quarterbacking, right? We, that's easy to do. But I think the, the thing for us as leaders is we need to continue to look at, hey, how can we be forward thinking? And one of the ways I like to do that is through networking and talking to people who have more experience than myself, who have done it well, and I can draw on their their wisdom and I can... I can learn from their mistakes so I can continue to move forward with my career and not make those mistakes because I have learned from them. So this podcast will be a little bit about networking, a little bit about how do we gain wisdom from other people and how do we how do we go go forward. Anybody who's listened to the podcast recently knows I've had a bunch of coaches on from the state of Michigan. I have a soft spot in my heart for the state of Michigan. Uh, my dad played for the Tigers. And uh, I remember those days fondly. And on YouTube, you can watch Michigan State. You can watch the state championship games on YouTube um, from the state of Michigan. And, yeah, so I, I'll watch those and I'll, I'll see what teams I want to study and learn from. And I'll reach out to those, those coaches. And I think YouTube is a, is a wonderful tool. It's something that... For, for me as a football coach, I can watch that and gain wisdom and insight. If I'm looking at a specific scheme or I'm looking at a philosophical question of football, because there's a bunch of free things on YouTube and I'm all about free, <laughs> free. If it's free, it's for me. And I know coaching clinics are good. I know I talked about doing one in the spring here on the, on the podcast. I'm not going to end up doing that. Just life has got a little busy, right? I have, I have twin boys and, I think it's more important to spend time with them than try to put together a clinic. But if I can go on YouTube and I can watch different teams play, I can watch different coaches speak, and then I'll reach out to them individually and say, hey, tell me about this and how, how you would do that. Because I think as a, as a coach, I know for me, I never want to feel like I'm the smartest person in the room, but I never want to feel like I'm the dumbest person in the room either, right? So I want to be in that good, healthy tension of, I know a lot about what I want to teach here as far as scheme or uh, philosophy, but I don't want to be the smartest person. I want to go find that person. I want to go ask them questions about how do they do this? How do they continue to 
move the ball forward? How do they get better? How do they continue to have an excellent product on the field, but stay true to, to who they are? And I know I find myself as a, as a younger coach gravitating to people who are, who are older. It's interesting how that works because my style of football is probably a, people will call old school, right? Uh, we, I want to run the football, want to control the clock. In the age of playing fast, we play slow. It's a, to coin a phrase. So I find myself talking to older football coaches, and it's so interesting to get their wisdom because they've had that wisdom for a long time, and they've built that, they built that wisdom over the course of years. And they are very, my experience, they're very, very willing to share the ups and the downs and what has worked, what hasn't worked, what are things, and then what I really am looking for and what they give me is you have to do these things well for this style of offense to work. And that's what I'm looking for is, okay, what are the must haves? What are the things I must do well in order for this to work? And what are the, the auxiliary plays that you build on your base plays or built off of your base plays to protect your, to protect your stuff. And man, when they open up and give you those nuggets, that's that stuff that I know for me, I, I hold on to because it's really important for me to know that, Hey, if this doesn't work, what do I do next? And I think a lot of us as coaches, I know for me, I, I just speak for myself if our base play doesn't work, right? It's not working because they're shutting it down. How do we, how do we, one, have an adjustment off that play? And then two, how do we run a different play to give us a chance to be successful? And it's one of the reasons why I'm not a big RPO person because what I found, and again, just speaking for, this is anecdotal, right? Just speaking uh, on my experience running different offenses as a head coach, if somebody plays you man to man, the RPO game is dead. Meaning if they can just lock you down, then there is no read. You're just, you're handing off inside zone or counter or power or whatever, whatever you want to do, whatever run scheme you're into there or ISO, whatever, whatever you're tagging, whatever run you have with the, the RPO. And then if they're playing your man, you're especially press man, your quick games dead too. So now it's downfield shots, right, or, or rubs or things of that nature. So I know for me, we run the football a lot. So we run the ball. We see a lot of man-to-man uh, or post coverage, right, uh, some too high depending upon the opponent, but usually a lot of man-to-man. So to me, if I'm going to run the ball a lot, people are going to play man-to-man. I'm running the football a lot because I feel like our, the running game is what's going to help us be successful. Then an RPO is probably not the best thing there now a run run option is a great thing right maybe you can read something and then here's their secondary run off it so you're reading something like you're running like inside zone and the quarterback's pulling it and you have extra blockers auburn used to do that back in the day a lot with uh the guy that played quarterback for marshall his last name was marshall or you have a boot game right or a rollout game your quarterback can run if, if it's there right if the pass concept's taken away then he can take off and take off and run but what I find in the passing game, at least, and what I found from talking to to these these guys who run a similar style offense, which is run the football and then play action, is the deal. Uh, 
because a lot of times you're going to get press coverage like I just talked about, and your quick game's usually not good. Now, if it's third long and it gets a, a softer covers, uh, some kind of zone coverage or a soft man, the quick game's good. That's that's there. But usually what is coupled together is your, your run game and your play action. And then I also say your boot game is in there as well. Your your bootlegs, your waggles, whatever you call them. And it's been really interesting to pick the brain of people who do that, and they all say the same thing, that you want to run the football, have great play action. And for me, and for networking purposes for myself, I find that I have to talk to people who believe the same things. I know if you go to a clinic, you go to a Glacier clinic, you'll get a a smattering of opinions, right? You'll get all sorts of people talking. You'll get spread, you'll get triple option, you'll get pro, and not much pro style these days. Definitely not power eye, definitely not T, right? Definitely not eye formation stuff. Usually, you know, you don't see that at a Glacier or a Nike clinic. And so you don't get a systematic philosophy. And when I find, for me, networking in the off season is beneficial when I can talk to people who have the same philosophy as I have. And I've, I've been a head coach now for what eight years or something of that nature. And what I found is when I was a younger coach, I want to go learn everything. Give me all the, the buffet of options. But now what I'm looking for is very, very specific. I want to know how people run the football out of two and three back formations. How do people protect those runs? How do we build play action off those those runs and the bootleg concepts how do you protect it and i think my offensive line background helps with that because when i think of passing game i think of protection first so how do we protect the quarterback and then how do we make sure that the, the progression for the quarterback is simple and it doesn't change so you're reading corner to speed out to tight end over the over the over out whoever's running it because it has to be systematic. And one of the things I find the longer I coach is, and I've coached the quarterbacks before, is you have to make it make it simple and make it to where the reads are consistent. So if you're working, you know, one, two, three, four, five, or you're <laughs> one, two, five, usually it's one, two, three, and then take off, right, his, his progression, or you're reading a defender, but you have to define that clearly. And in a style of offense that's a run-heavy offense, that's two, three backs, it's important that, for me as a coach, I talk to people who do that because that's a very different process, in my opinion, than somebody who's in the gun, four wide, going through a, a progression uh, in, in, that, in that style of offense. So what i found like, is I just like to talk to guys who do what I do. And... I know that seemed that doesn't seem like an aha moment, but for me, it really was this off season. It was, hey, Zach, talk to people who do what you do. Don't try to learn everything because you can't. It's going to drive you nuts, right? When you're trying to learn everything humanly possible offensively. So, yeah, for coaches out there, they're trying to network, trying to learn, know what you want to do, and just go and learn that. Go do that. And that's going to be more beneficial for you than trying to learn everything out there or even going to all these different clinics. Go learn what you want to learn from people that do what you do at your level. And yeah, I think that's that's so much more beneficial than trying to pay money to go to these clinics. Uh, find people's email if you have social media 
get on their social media, right? Or get on their social media, get on your social media and ask, and then go to their social media and ask them questions because people usually give you stuff for free. And that's, to me, that's a better option than going to clinics and getting a 30 minute or an hour talk and hoping that you get the stuff that you want. So that's just my thoughts on networking or learning what you want to learn in the off season. And that's really what I mean by networking is network with the people that are going to help you become the coach you want to be and be yourself, learn from other coaches. It's good to have coaches that you, you idolize to some degree, but be yourself and man, have a great, have a great rest of your off season. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Uh, I've found that I'm doing one podcast a week and that's something that's good for me. I hope it's good for the listeners and uh, have a wonderful rest of your week and God bless.